As I said, I'm calling this prophetic worship. This is, this is ordained of the Lord. Before I read my text, I want to give you a quick reminder. You all recall the story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. Jehoshaphat is king, and when the kings of Moab and Ammon, and the Bible just says, and others, came against King Jehoshaphat to battle, the enemy far outweighed the number of the men who were eligible to fight for Israel. And it caused fear and panic because that's all they heard, the outnumbered voices to them spewing what's going to happen to them. Amen? That's what they heard. And it caused fear and panic in the people that they would be destroyed or at the least taken into captivity. But the prophet Jehaziel, who was of the lineage of Beniah, who was one of David's 30 mighty men of valor, he was one of David's top men's men, the prophet Jehaziel was his descendant. And the Bible says that he prophesied this to the people. Verse 17 in chapter 20 of 2 Chronicles, you all know this. You shall not need to fight in this battle, but set yourselves, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. For tomorrow you will go out in battle, but I will be with you. And you recall that Jehoshaphat called the people to worship. And he consulted with the people. And then he appointed singers. You remember the story. And they would sing and praise God as they marched out before the enemy army. And verse 21, and when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army to say, Praise the Lord, for his mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and praise, the Lord set ambushments. The holy host of heaven he sent to set ambushments against Ammon, Moab, and Seir, and they were smitten. How many of you remember that story? Well, that's not my message. That's just review and background. So now if you turn a few pages, 1 Chronicles 25, it tells another use for singers and musicians. And this is my focus for today. Now the setting here is that David is old and full of days, and Solomon was now king. Solomon was David's son, and he ascended to the throne when David got up in years. 
But David instructed him to gather together the Levites, the workers in the temple, of which there were a total of 38,000 men, all of whom were 30 years and older, who were assigned to do various jobs in the temple. And of the 38,000, 24,000 were set to do the work in the, the temple in the house of the Lord, and 6,000 of them were officers and judges. I'm reading 1 Chronicles chapter 23, verse 5. I'm skipping a few chapters here and there, but it's all in the same spot. Moreover, 4,000 were porters, which were gatekeepers. 4,000 praised the Lord with the instruments which I made, said David, to praise therewith. And David divided them into courses or shifts among the sons of Levi. Three names are given here, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. And now turn over a page to chapter 25, verse 1. And we're going to read who some of these three are. 25, verse 1. Moreover, David and the captains of the host separated to the service of the sons of Asaph and of Heman and of Jeduthun, who should prophesy with harps, with psalteries, with cymbals, and the number of the workmen according to their service was, verse 2, the sons of Asaph, and it lists all his sons, and I'm not going to read all their names. They reported to their father Asaph in the work of the temple music program, which prophesied in music. Asaph was of the Gershon family that we read a while ago that David said we're going to use three, these three families, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. So Asaph was of that lineage within the tribe of Levi. And his grandfather, Asaph's grandfather, stay with me here just a few minutes, was the first one named in the musician's guild in the very first temple that was built. And Asaph wrote 12 psalms. He wrote the 50th and the 73rd through the 83rd psalm. You think he had some experience and some legacy that was passed down to him on how to do temple worship? Verse 3 of Jeduthun, and it lists his sons, and they were under his charge in the temple. And their job was to prophesy with a harp and to give thanks and praise to the Lord. They were the ones out front with the harps, praising the Lord. And Jeduthun was from the Merari family of Levites, also named by David in chapter 23. Jeduthun was responsible for sounding the trumpets and the cymbals 
and for the playing of the other instruments set aside for sacred songs. Jejuthun wrote Psalm 39, Psalm 62, and Psalm 77. And in verse 4, Heman and his 14 sons, and he also had three daughters, all of whom were under him in his choir, Heman was from the Kohathite family of the Levites, the third family that David named that he would have in service. And he was also the king's seer or prophet. And he and his family played the cymbals, the psalteries, and harps for service in the house of God. And Heman's grandfather was the prophet Samuel, and he wrote Psalm 88. So these are the men who were selected to direct the music program in the service of the temple of God. And they were assigned by shifts so that there would be constantly somebody in charge. And they rotated the shifts monthly throughout the year. So verse 7 tells us, the, so the number of them, Asaph, Jejuthan, and Heman, and their sons, that were instructed in the songs of the Lord, even all that were cunning on their instruments, or accomplished, numbered 288 singers, musicians, that prophesied on their instrument. I am saying to you there's a legacy and a responsibility that every one of us have to do this when we come to the temple of God. Under their experience and accomplished fathers, they prepared the weekly list of songs. They went before the Lord and said, what should we sing and how should we play for this week? And they stood before the people and prophesied the word of God. When we prophesy, we speak forth or we declare something that he has said in his word or that he has put in our heart. And of course, there are other types of prophecy, some of a personal nature, like Isaiah gave to Hezekiah and told him, get your house in order because you're going to die. And then there's other prophecies that tell that judgment is coming, like Jeremiah prophesied to Israel that they would be visited by God's judgment if they did not repent. Isaiah prophesied about the coming Messiah. They thought he was crazy. Jesus came to prophesy God's judgment, but then he absorbed that judgment in his own body when he hung on that cross and he died for you and he died for me at Calvary. In this passage today, these accomplished men 
were assigned to prophesy the majesty and the greatness of God. And that's what so caught my heart this morning. Lord, I don't understand what you want me to do with this message. It's great. It's wonderful. Every song that Audrey chose had these types of things in it. The greatness, the majesty of our God from the first one to the last one in this list of songs today. And we stood up here or sat here and we prophesied these words to the world. These are words are out in the atmosphere going out into the world. I hear a very popular pastor who does definitely have a gift of prophecy and he often turns to his band, his worship band, and he will say, prophesy on the, on the piano or the keyboard, or prophesy on the guitars, or prophesy on the horns. And I have seen him take terrible flack for saying such a thing. Some people even have said this is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. Well, let me tell you, David and God thought it was a-okay to prophesy on the instruments that David created for the purpose of worship, prophetic worship. So I beg to differ that there's anything wrong with telling a musician to prophesy on their instrument. And not only do instruments prophesy, so do many, many other elements of God's creation. Psalm 98 tells us, shout joyfully to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth and sing for joy and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of melody, with the trumpets and the sound of the horn. Shout joyfully before the king, the Lord. Let the sea roar and all it contains. Have you ever heard whales and dolphins singing their song underwater? They're singing to the Lord. And let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy before the Lord. For he is coming to judge the earth and he will judge the world with righteousness and the people with equity. And finally, if you would turn to Psalm 148. Everything, everything sings and prophesies the greatness of God. Psalm 148, praise the Lord, praise the Lord from the heavens, praise him from the heights above, praise him all his angels, praise him all his heavenly host, praise him you sun and moon, Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him in the highest heaven 
and you in the waters above the heaven. We spoke of those waters this morning, that it's a sound coming from heaven. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. Amen? He set them in place forever and ever. He gave a decree that will never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, you great sea creatures and all ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding, all you mountains and hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures, flying birds, kings of the earth and all the nations, you princes and all rulers on the earth, young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. And he has raised his people up for a horn. The praise of all his saints, all Israel, the people close to his heart. Praise the Lord. I had to read this after this amazing worship service this morning. It so thrilled my soul. It is often for musicians and singers a very monotonous, routine, thankless job. But it is prophesying the word of the Lord into the atmosphere to be heard by the ear and the spirit of people and to go forth beyond this place and carry the glory of the Lord to a dying and hurting world. We have a calling to prophesy. And just because you may not play an instrument or you don't think you have a great voice, it doesn't make any difference. The Lord said, make a joyful noise. If all you can do is clap your hands, then clap your hands and praise the Lord along with the rivers and the mountains. I'm so honored and so humbled to be called to prophesy before the Lord. Whether it's his greatness, it's a personal prophecy, it's any other kind of prophecy that the Lord chooses to give in our hearts, we must give it forth. Because under the great choir master's hand, there is no limit to what God can accomplish when we obey his voice and give forth the praise due to his name. That's my message this morning. And I couldn't wait to give it because the, the worship service was so beautiful and uplifting to the Lord. And Don said, Mom, can we sing more than ever before? And we're going to do that on the way as we finish the service and 
uh, and on our way out. I hope this meant something to you. It electrified my soul that the Lord says prophesy on your instruments. Prophesy the greatness of his name. Don't hesitate. Let it forth. Let it spew out because it will electrify and change the atmosphere that we live in today. You remember the Israelites panicked for what they heard. Oh, but the prophecy came. Never mind all that. I am with you. I will never leave you. The Lord has told us that over and over in the last few months. He will not leave us. Amen. Don, I'm going to ask you to come back if, and finish up what you need to do. And as we close, won't take very long. We're going to sing that song more than ever before.
I'm going to ask the question this morning. I'm going to put you on the line. Myself too. Is there anyone who wants to prophesy to the Lord? Remember that when David said, I created these to worship the Lord. And this is what the word prophesy is intending in this passage of scripture. If you have another type of prophecy, of course, you're more than welcome to give that as well. But if there's one who wants to prophesy the greatness and the majesty of God, please do so. You can come forth and do it in the microphone so it can be uh, recorded and people can hear it, or you can do it from your seat. Um, I do have something I wanted to... to um... The Lord brought Mary's <clears throat> Magnificat to me, mm -hmm. and I just wanted to, to prophesy that. My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior, for he has regard for the humble state of his bondservant. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. For the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name, and his mercy is upon generation after generation yes. toward those who fear him. Yes. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who were proud in the thoughts of their heart. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, and has humbled those, or excuse me, exalted those who were humble. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed. He has given help to Israel, his servant, in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and his descendants. Father, I thank you that that, yes, although a word for Mary, just like Mary, we say, may it be to me oh, according to your word. Regard this servant of the Lord, these servants of the Lord, as your handmaidens, as those that are willing to be the womb yes. of the Lord, to birth the new things you want to do in this earth. God, I thank you that you exalt the humble. We humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God, that you may lift us up in your strength. I thank you, Jesus, that you have regard for those that are humble in heart. So, Lord, we just come to you and we praise you, God, that your word is alive today just as much as it was when Mary spoke it out under the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We receive that same anointing and that same power and that same ability to carry your word into this world and bring Jesus everywhere we go. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Anyone else? We don't have to be in a hurry. It's not even 12 o'clock yet. Anyone else? I'm so thankful. We've been praying for the rain. Water means an awful lot to us, for without it, we don't exist. 
and our rivers and our reservoirs have been dry puddles for the last few years. And even our largest reservoir in the state of California is almost full today. We didn't expect to get it all in you know, 10 days time, but the Lord answered prayer and is sending the water for a dry and thirsty land. And when the water comes, revival follows. And I'm looking forward to that. Amen. Amen. Prophesy that in the name of the Lord. Anyone else? Hallelujah. When I was in the gospel, gospel choir at San Jose State, <clears throat> we learned a song that's um, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. And I only remember a little bit, but it just keeps going through my mind. So I'm just going to sing it in faith. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise him with the timbrel and dance. Praise him with the high-sounding trumpet. Praise him with the stringed instruments. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Amen. Anyone else? Patty. Yes. Shokotoyabaki. During this time of my life. Yes. Use the I just praise and thank him. Because when the enemy tries to come and attack, then all I have to do is Holy Spirit of the Living Christ. Yes. Come and pray with me. Mm -hmm. Because only him will know how to pray. So I'd like to share that experience. Because only him knows how to pray. And he is the answer to prayer. Yes. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, I've, I've been in two prayer meetings this week. And um, one was at the office. And um, when we were praying, um, my coworker Kim said, um, it's the anointing that breaks the yes. yoke. And I just said, I have to, you know, sing, oh, the anointing. And when I sang it in the office, it's just the three of us girls, like ladies. Um, and they just, they said, it just gave them the, just the presence of God and it just washed over us. And so I knew that needed to be in the song service. And then um, when Tracy and I were and praying over the children's school this Friday, um, I Tracy had um, was praying and she she said um, rivers of living water or something like that in her prayer. And I just remembered, behold, I do a new thing, and I I, I sang it in faith there as well. So I just think it's just so tying that the Lord was using those worship moments connected with those prayer mm -hmm. moments in and then bringing it all tying it all together and then with the sermon it's just impacting so amen oh father i just thank you so much 
that you work everything together for the good of those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And Lord, as we saw this morning, we're called to prophesy of your greatness and your holiness and your worth, Lord. Oh, yes, we do, Lord Jesus. Whether it's in our car or it's in our bedroom or in our living room or wherever we are, oh, we can proclaim, we can decree, we can send forth the prophecy of your greatness because you said if you lift up my name, oh, yes, Lord, we lift up your name that you would draw all men unto you. Oh, we thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And I pray today, Lord, that you would be with each one as we go from this place, Lord, with a prophecy in our heart. Oh, God, because it will change our lives and change the lives of those around about us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. <laughs>